Hey folks, it's June 17th, 2017. Welcome to another edition of Intelligame Radio. I'm your host, Josh Boykin, and we'll be going through some E3 recap today. In many ways, E3 was more successful than ever this year. With tons of live streaming events, people watched from all over the globe. In person, E3 officials reported that there were nearly 70,000 attendees, which, as you may have heard over the course of our radio segments, definitely changed the tone of the show floor. With press conferences starting on Saturday this year, it felt like the expo actually stretched out to longer than it ever has before as well. And, of course, in major news, Nintendo's debut of Super Mario Odyssey and their announcement of Metroid Prime 4 ended up stealing the show for them with Microsoft's Xbox One X information taking a somewhat close second. Overall, the show floor was filled with tons of new games and interesting pieces from all sorts of different publishers, Ubisoft, Activision's return, um, and more, though, of course, EA was at EA Play and did not show up on the E3 show floor. Personally, I have to say that, like I say every time, I wish I had spent more time at IndieCade, which is a section that held almost 30 different unique titles. Tons of them were really ambitious and had some deep themes coming from indie developers. Overall, independent developers seem to have a much larger influence on the show, particularly when we consider the Devolver Digital quote-unquote press conference and the sort of 15 to 20 minute satirical piece that they put together. Uh, though E3 is still very much about the influence of AAAs and the big projects that they have coming on the way, there's no question that indie developers also made a pretty big showing and their titles will be very impressive over the course of the year as well. So here's an interesting question. Is E3 basically PAX LA now? Oh, with public access seems to have come a shift in tone. The show seems a little bit flashier, uh, seems like there are more giveaways, and definitely longer lines. I think that overall, E3 wanted to make sure that they borrowed from the success of last year's EA Play, and the ability to be able to get content created for the show from influencers who may not reach traditional media credential standards, but could still be showing up to create some pretty high volume, high traffic content. I also have to note that there were a number of people that I saw who were walking around with Expo Passes who also had high-grade cameras, microphones, lighting assistants. <laughs> we have to acknowledge that the rise of the influencer, as they're called, has really changed the ground and will probably result in some future changes for not only E3, but other conferences moving forward. Of course, the big question then is, what does E3 do with feedback, trying to determine how to make sure that there's a space for industry professionals to get their work done, as well as satisfying the general public? Perhaps they will end up having a day that is an industry exclusive, or two days that are industry exclusive, and then selling passes to the public for those remaining days, so that people are still able to interact at E3 in a way that they might not be able to at PAX or other conferences. That said, um, there is no real way of telling, and that's because E3 is going to do uh, what's in the best interests of its own show. 
Now, a number of folks may try to leave the E3 show floor and do something off-site, like Devolver Digital has been known for over the past few years. Uh, but we also noticed the permit issues that they got in trouble with this year and the $100,000 fine that came with that. Also, we have to acknowledge that E3 is never going to lack for coverage uh, with influencers looking to create exclusive content, even if they have to buy an Expo Pass to get it, um, there will be people who want to create that content. And then also members of the industry who want to make sure that they create content for those influencers. So uh, what's next year's E3 going to look like? I'm not sure. If you've got some ideas, call in, let me know, and maybe your call-in segment will get featured on our next episode. Hey, I just wanted to call in and let you know, fantastic job with the show. I'm really enjoying it. And I just wanted to add on to the question that you asked earlier onto the future of E3 and how it will shape up. Um, I just wanted to add on that I feel like you made some really interesting points. And I feel like E3 needs to strike a perfect balance in between catering to all of the parties, like the influencers, like the industry, and like the spectators alike. Um, E3 needs to figure out a way to cater to everybody. Uh, E3 needs to also do that while minimizing their losses. They could do that in various shapes and forms. Honestly, I don't know much about the industry, but I feel like E3 as a platform could definitely figure out a way to sort of give the industry in terms of like IGN and stuff like that their own space, their own VIP section time, maybe special presentations beforehand for them, and then give influencers their own special badge and sort of have leniency with them and just have the spectators be spectators. But anyway, fantastic show as always. I really did enjoy it. Keep it up. LockXE, thank you so much for the call. And thanks for the compliments. Uh, we work hard for Intelligame Radio, and I'm really glad that there are folks out there like you who are enjoying the show and that it's stimulating some good discussion and some, uh, some feedback. My hope is that it will be able to, we'll be able to strike a balance between the needs of the established industry to be able to find a space where they can do the things that they need to do and the needs of the fans who are really excited about having places to meet and gather and get exposed to the industry at large and find out about the games they care about. I do think a potential viable solution is to have a dedicated industry day or perhaps a couple dedicated industry days now that the press conferences are stretching all the way back to Saturday um, and many members of the press are going to be there from Saturday all the way through the Thursday of show close. So perhaps having an extra day on the show floor, though I don't know what that would cost, uh, would give then two days for the industry to make the rounds, to take the pictures, to give the previews, uh, to get their connections done before the uh, weekend, before the other two days open up, and it gives the, the public an opportunity to go through and do their thing as well. I'm sure that they'll be bouncing around some ideas and some suggestions, and we'll hear more feedback as the weeks go on. Uh, but either way, I do think that a number of other shows that are not E3 are also going to be taking some cues from this. And it'll be interesting to see if Gamescom or PAX makes any slight modifications to what they do as already conventions that are open, uh, as they already are conventions that are open to the public. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening to another edition of Intelligame Radio. Again, if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, or if you just uh, have a, a particular topic you'd like to hear discussed on the show, feel free to use that call-in button, and I would be happy to oblige. 
In the meantime, if you're looking for more IntelliGame content where Anchor FM is not the only place to get it, don't forget that you can go to IntelliGame.us, which is a website where most of the commentary and criticism is held. We're also on Twitch at Let's IntelliGame. We should be streaming on Thursday nights from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Let's IntelliGame, and you can find me personally at Wallstormer. I know that's a really big rundown, but uh, I, I <laughs> there are all sorts of ways to catch up. Everybody, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. On June 19th of 1865, General Granger went to Galveston, Texas, and informed folks that slavery was over. And by over, he met that Abraham Lincoln said that slavery was over two and a half years ago and they needed to get with the program, right? Uh, <laughs> this is a pretty important day in American history, though it's interesting that it's not a national holiday. Uh, this is a major turning point for, for really all of America. Um, and I can't help but personally appreciate it as a black man in particular, uh, but I don't see how any American citizen can, uh, can fail to appreciate the importance of today. So happy Juneteenth to everyone. And I actually wanted to have a follow-up discussion about what we talked about in the last episode of IntelliGame Radio. Now, on one hand, we do have to talk about uh, the idea that this, this idea that bringing in all these expo passes provides a, uh, a different tone to E3 than in past uh, events in past years. But I do think that there's another really important element that having these additional expo passes brings in, and that's that this was the most diverse E3 show floor I've ever seen. There is a lot of importance to being able to provide people the opportunity to get up to the gate. A lot of people in tech and in gaming talk about how it is difficult to hire diver uh, people from diverse backgrounds because of the quote-unquote pipeline issue that even though they want to hire uh, people from marginalized backgrounds, those candidates just aren't in the applicant pool. One of the things that I do think is very important about things like E3 having a bit more democratization and having more people access is that it naturally brings more people to the front who are passionate about games, who do want to get into the industry and are trying to find their way in. By creating these spaces, where anybody can meet these people who are already established in the industry, who know the tips, who know the tricks, and supposedly are 100% looking for opportunities to hire diverse candidates, this could be a significant step in the right direction. Now, given this doesn't replace actual concerted efforts by these companies to go out and find marginalized and minority candidates. But I do think that to not acknowledge the positive step that this helps for the industry um, is to do a disservice. So in the quest for me to try and strike that balance between uh, satisfying the needs of the industry and satisfying the needs of the people, I do think that uh, I, I do want to acknowledge that it was really exciting seeing a lot of black and brown faces that weren't mine and weren't my buddy Khalif Adams over at Spawn on Me. So, um, If you have some questions, comments, concerns about that, feel free to tag that call-in button. 
I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring up a call-in that we got from yesterday. folks i think that does it for us today here at intelligame radio i'm your host josh boykin you can find me on twitter as always at wallstormer don't forget that if you're looking for more intelligame content you can swing on over to twitter or facebook slash let's intelligame and that will give you tons of updates you can also subscribe to our newsletter at tinyletter.com slash let's intelligame and you can watch our live streams at twitch.tv slash you guessed it, Let's Intelligame. We won't be doing Let's Intelliplay this Thursday. Uh, I will be attending a professional development slash interesting convention conference thing and probably will not have access to the tech. But hopefully we'll be able to do a makeup stream on Sunday. No promises, but I'll keep you posted. In the meantime, folks, have a fantastic rest of your day. Looking forward to talking to you tomorrow.